Hello, fans of The Bridge. This is your invitation to a night at the Swedish Ambassador's Residence in London with the stars and the creative team of the fourth and final season of your favourite Scandi crime series. My name's Matthew Sweet, and I'll be asking the questions of Sophia Helin, who plays Saga, Tora Lindhart, who plays Henrik, Hans Rosenfeld, who writes The Bridge, Lars Blomgren and Anders Landstrom, who produce it, Amanda Levin of Kudos Productions, that makes The Tunnel the Anglo-French remake of the bridge. So, let the interrogation begin. Har du børn? Jeg har haft. Det er snart otte år siden, de forsvandt. You can all see the panelists here, but I'm going to pretend that you can't see them so they can all come onto the stage to your thunderous applause. So just, just pretend they're not behind me. Uh, this, this discussion is going to be about collaboration uh, across borders. And uh, um, in the context of the bridge, I thought I ought to begin with a song. You say Sega, and I say Saga. You say For Hilda, and I say For Helveter. Sega, Saga, for Hilda, for Hilda, let's have a 45-minute discussion <laughs> in this area. Because collaboration is the theme of the night. Uh, collaboration across borders, across Swedish, the Swedish-Danish border, and others too. We're going to talk about what you do when you tell a story or make art that happens in two places simultaneously. Victories, uh, the defeats, the compromises, the mystification, the common ground that it opens up. And we're going to use uh, an overarching example for this. Uh, there's a clue there, of course. A landmark television drama, um, a br The Bridge. Um, four seasons of it that have been enthralling us and scaring us, terrifying us, delighting us um, for so many years now. Um, and uh, a drama that sent out a whole gang of memorable characters across our screen. So I'm going to welcome now to what I'd like to call the stage, which looks suspiciously like, set up suspiciously like the, the set of the TV show in Borgen. <laughs> but we'll, we'll put that to one side and, and, and welcome the creators of the bridge onto the stage. The executive producer, Lars Blomgren. In the corner, the writers and producers of the bridge, Hans Rosenfeld and Anders Landstrom. Amanda uh, Levin of Kudos Pictures, who produced the Anglo-French remake of The Bridge, The Tunnel. Amanda. Yes. <laughs> All deciding, you know, this is about collaboration and cooperation, as everybody decides which table they're going to stand on. And the stars of The Bridge, Tora Lindhart and Sophia Helen. And where's Hans? Oh, you're behind me. Yes, right. <laughs> well, come, come and stand at a the table then instead of loitering behind me. Yes, yes. And we, we have, of course, others who are now completely hidden, but, uh, but may jump up um, if, they, if the spirit moves them. British audiences, as the ambassador has said, won't see this until uh, next month, so no spoilers, please. So if you're Swedish in this room and know what happens, then try and practice some of that reserve for which Sweden is so famous. If you're Danish and in this room, try and practice some of that reserve for which Sweden is so famous. <laughs> um, it's a very cheap joke, of course, but 
How much, Lars, are cultural differences the subject of the bridge? I think it's, it's a big part of it. So I'm not sure I'm the right one to answer that. I think it's, it's really a Hans question. Hans. But Hans. So we're not playing that much on it. I think we do it a couple of times, a couple of times every series, basically. But it's not a fundamental thing that we're trying to find. What, what culture differences are we going to use this year? So it's not at the forefront of the, of the narrative. Sophia, but it is, surely. It's there in the relationships between the actors, between yeah. the producers and, and the writers. So how is it you know, beyond the screen? Of course, to begin with, it was a bit hard to understand each other's languages, especially for us coming from northern or more northern part of Sweden. Uh, but after a couple of seasons, we understand each other completely. And, <laughs> and I, I even forget about who is Danish and who is Swedish. And is that the same for you, Tor? Pretty much. Uh, I think it's only 600 words that are the difference between Swedish and Danish. The rest is dialect, accents, and weird behavior. So the language in itself is actually pretty, it's quite similar, I must say. I, I grew up with Swedish television, because I grew up in, in Copenhagen, we only had one uh, television station, Dea. So I grew up with Cafe Lulio and Cafe Umio and whatever it was called. Lil <laughs> uh, Linforce singing and stuff. So it's pretty easy for me. But I would say there were some, some days where if you were tired or you didn't really, you know, there were some days it could be difficult to follow what the director would say. But I think it would have been the same in Danish. Mm. <laughs> but actually what happened to, to begin with was that we, we admired each other's art so much. So we were both standing on our toes to impress, <laughs> to impress each other. So that was really a good thing about working across countries. So what have you learned from each other then? We learned that we are humans. It doesn't matter yeah. if we're from Denmark or Sweden. But if you're producing this, this drama and you're, you know, you're looking after the practicalities of it, all of that is embedded into the structure, isn't it, Anders? Yeah, of course it is. And, and actually from the beginning, many people don't know that this was supposed to be a Swedish area from the beginning. What, it was not supposed to be a Danish-Swedish area. And uh, SVT wanted a series that would take place in the southern Sweden, uh, Malmö or somewhere, uh, a, a thriller. And then we came up with this idea, maybe we should try to get to do something together with Denmark. And, and we came up with this first setup for the first season with the woman on the bridge lying in, in the middle of the bridge, on the, right on the border. Uh, and thought, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, then the Danes can't deny this. They have to be in this area. They, they <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the start of the whole thing. Uh, and um, and in, the, in the beginning, actually, it was a bit tricky, I think. We actually started to speaking uh, sometimes English to each other because we didn't understand each other. But, we, we decided actually right away that if we're going to work now together so much for so many years, we have to speak Danish and Swedish and, uh, and we have to learn to understand each other. So, it's a yeah. very elegant idea, the, the, the basis of that yeah. first series. But was there a pragmatic side to it as well? Because you know, this, is a, this is a story that, that will interest two audiences, may, may interest producers from both countries. Well, I think the, from the very start, one of the most, we had this idea that if we do something 
because the Danes, they never, we bought everything Danish and we added on prime time in Sweden. They didn't, and they didn't add anything Swedish at all. So we said, what if we create something that looks Danish at least, and maybe we can get it into Danish TV. And then we overshot the target a bit. But, but, it's, uh, so that was, but I, I just want to comment, I think one of the, the good things with the cultural differences is that we, the Swedes, we come from the Ingmar Bergman tradition where the director is the king, and no one really cares about the writer. And it's like, uh, you, 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 they, they take the, the directors, they take the, traditionally, they take the script and they, they leave. In, Den in Denmark, the, the writer is the king, to so a much higher extent. So suddenly we had a Danish director that suddenly had a, a, a writer that they listened to each other and really appreciated yeah. their notes and comments. And that was a, a, a good thing with the cultural differences. Uh, are they, uh, is he right about that, uh, Sophia? Is that something that you've observed? Uh, I, I was so, you know, that was in the first season. And I was so concentrated on understanding Danish and understanding these characters. You weren't worried about the arguments that they were having in offices somewhere out of your earshot? I, so. I just worried about my own arguments. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tura? This idea that there, there, are, there, there are cultural differences between who's the auteur, I suppose, in this process, the writer or the director? Well, I, I, I know from, from Denmark that, that the writer has a lot of has a lot of saying and I I felt it was like like that on the bridge as well but I felt that we have a what is called flat structure <laughs> we are like producers actors writers directors DOPs we talk to each other and and everyone has a saying of course there's only one director and only one producer but but my feeling of also working in other countries in Denmark is that it's really one of our, our forces is that we really talk about things and and for example we we're part of the process very early as actors and, and, and so on. I think, I think it's very, very important for every kind of art. So how involved are you then in the, in the, you know, the decision about where your character might go or what's going on? Well, I can say my life. opinion, yeah. which is an important thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you will, you will work on other... I'm serious. Because you will work on other shows uh, in other countries where your opinion is maybe not being heard, or uh, it's been like, yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll let the writer know what you, what you think. But here, you know, I could, first, when I, I got this part, I mean, Hans and I spoke on the phone, and, and he immediately said, listen, call me with anything you've got in mind, which was just very nice to know. And it's so amazing, you can, I can call you and text you the weirdest things, mm. and you never mind. <laughs> I, I don't think you might. No. And then maybe one of my text messages <laughs> makes something to the script. But, but it's, so, it's so lovely to work together with an open-minded mm. open writer. Yeah, like I think I'm, I'm very much for that if everybody wants to know, if everybody wants to do what you're actually working with, if everybody wants to do that, apart from just me or maybe one more, and the other one is totally against it, it's, it's a little bit easier to make it good. So I try to, I mean, if, if we're not totally agree, at least listen to what is it that she wants out of this thing. I didn't like that particular idea, yeah. but maybe we can yes. tweet into something that is more what she wants, but also still my idea about the, the original idea. And I think that works really well. Can you give us an example of that? Yeah, that I just remembered, I, I texted you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I remember 
remember what I texted you, like a uh, one-hour radio show about uh, uh, quantum physics. Uh, yeah, quantum quant physics. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I don't know what that brought to the, the no, script. No, I don't remember. I don't think. You mean you made him listen to that? That one, I don't. I think. don't know. I don't think he I listened think to that. Didn't that. Really no. <laughs> 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 No, that's no, been no. the lovely thing because suddenly <laughs> you come up with a brilliant idea when you're allowed to just. But I mean, especially, I mean, first series, I mean, it was new to you. I knew, knew Sarva longer. Mm. But then as the series went on, and in the fourth series, there is a, a it's not even a spoiler, but we are, I was looking into what, what did she do before, and I wanted her to study something at a university level uh, before she became a cop uh, or a police. And, um, and then. I mean, I can make something up, but it's much easier to call Sophia and say, if you would have studied, if Sandra would have studied, what would that have been? And you gave me microbiology. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's fine, let's go on. I mean, so much easier. Because then when she gets the script and she said, oh, I read microbiology before, it's not a surprise to her. Because she actually came up with that idea. So, <laughs> so is, the, is the bridge a good metaphor for the production? Uh, yeah, I think it or is. Or is it mostly happening on the Swedish side? No, I, I think it, it is. And I'm a, I mean, also, we always been try to be ambitious that, that having Danish and Swedish crew uh, behind the camera, and we try to to really work together and see that it's um, the show is going to feel Danish for the Danes, Danes and Swedish for the Swedes, and it, 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 we even count the actors and see that they're almost the same every season and so on. So we really try to to do a, a really uh, cross-border thing all the way out and um, of course sometimes it, you can be a bit irritated because sometimes it takes a bit more time because we have to speak to each other, we have to agree on what should we do and so on. But it's also something very good with it because you get questioned much more and you really have to think, is this really the right thing to do and so on. So, so what kind of questions have, have thrown you then or have had to, had to make you sit down and think hard? No, but it's, it's, it's everything, you know, with the casting and everything, you know. What should we choose here? What, what, what's the different decisions? I, I can't really come up with something right now, but, but it's, 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 I mean, so many decisions that you take along the season. And um, it's always good to, to have a colleague. I mean, for this series, Boo and I have been working together now for, for, for 10 years now almost. And it's, it's been lovely to, to have a, a, a producer colleague. Often, very often you're by your own. So it's been great, I think. I must say that the, the two of you, they've also done an amazing job because we always have, compared to here, we have several broadcasters. We have, we have to, we, we, a lot of times we have all the Scandinavian countries and the biggest broadcaster of all, the Germans, in order to get our financing in place. And in this case, they had two almost equal partners with different demands and different creative ideas. And, and you, the two of you managed to handle this in an amazing way, almost. So that's, a, that's been a big achievement, I can say, same from the sideline. Is there something that's more fruitful about collaborating across borders than when you're connecting companies and, and interested parties who are more geographically separate or culturally separate. I mean, we all know that, that awful phrase, Euro pudding. 
don't we, where people have been brought in just because the, you know, the money's available and there's this weird big coalition from all over the place. We don't do Euro puddings. <laughs> no, I think this is completely organic and the way you structured it with the two policemen and the case traveling back and forth, it's, there's no, it doesn't feel, feel like we've been, it's not a construction. So, so, so I think it works fine, but we will all we'll keep away from the Euro puddings. I also think that has changed, I mean, just the last couple of years because there's been, as, as in a rule as in the 90s, if you did a, a collaboration with the Germans, you need a, at least one German actor mm. that you dubbed into Swedish mm. in Sweden. Uh, with not so good result. Uh, but I think that has changed as well. People now, the, the broadcasters realise that we can actually, we can actually show uh, a series that is in a foreign language. We just pay for it because it's going to be a good series. We don't, they don't need to recognise a German actor or a Dutch actor. Or a, they, they, they don't need that uh, in order to, to be interested in the show. And that's, that's changed, I think, because of the golden era of television yeah. uh, for the last couple of years. <laughs> Politisk eller religiøst motiveret? Det er videre, om vi vil klassificere det som terror. Er det rigtigt, hun blev stenet? Det tror ikke på det gode i mennesker. Hvorfor du sorg af noget? Hun vil ikke altid se mig. Is that to do with the shift in the sensibilities of the the audience as well? Because yes, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's because you are now because you have so much to watch and you watch so much good television from so many corners of the world and you, there isn't a German actor in all of them and they're still good. So you can, you can co-produce co something and you can still think this is going to be good but you don't really need to have the, the, an actor or an involvement from, from your own country in it. And I think that has to do with that, well basically we're watching more television. Mm. And how have you responded to that, uh, Sophia? This idea that, 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 uh, that audiences all over the world are very happy to see you performing mm. in your own language. Yeah, completely surprised uh, after the first season when I came here to, to London and, and realised so many people was watching the bridge. Um, so I think we were all caught by surprise mm. about yes. the yeah. success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're as recognised here, I assume, as you are in Sweden? Uh, not really, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're still a BBC around Four show. Yeah. <laughs> well. And also, I, I'm privileged in that sense that she's so much unlike me, so I imagine people don't recognise yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. Tora, how has that been for you, the idea that... Um, that uh, because you've been in, in film since you were a teenager. Haven't you? So you've got a long experience of this, but this idea that the audiences now, you know, I mean, for years in, in Britain, the, the films were produced that had an American star or a Canadian pretending to be American parachuted into them for no real reason. That, that era seems sort of over. I think it's a very good development. Uh, I think it's really interesting what's going on for, for actors all over the world at the moment that you can you can sit in a hotel room in Spain and put yourself on tape and two months after you're shooting somewhere you know in New York as a European actor and it's it's all kind of changing I think it's I think it's really it's it's changing the whole idea of how we perceive and see human beings because the scripts are becoming so much better it's helping 
it's helping promote or it's helping to show human beings being different in all kinds of race, sexuality and so on. It's, I, think it's really, I think it's really changing the world. And in the case of the Bridges, it the can at least change yes. the world. In the case of the Bridges, the story that mm. travels the world mm -hmm. lasts. How many, how many bridges are there now? Well, and other structures have, across the, the world. Count. <laughs> well, that, well, there's uh, Manda's version, the English French one, there's the American Mexican, there's the Russian Estonian, there's the German Austrian, and we're actually green lighting. We're close to signing the first Asian one. It's all over. <laughs> so Amanda, I want to bring you up sort of hiding behind the fireplace there. Step forward mm -hmm. so I can see you. Tell me about what you took from um, the original bridge. What, how did you decide what to, you know, what to keep, what to reject, how to transform this story into an Anglo-French one? Well, now that we've done three series and we've finished, I think I can say I thought it was a terrible idea, full disclosure, because they sent me the tapes of season one and, and uh, when I joined Kudos um, and said, oh, we're going to do this, this reformat of this show. It's brilliant. I'm going to do it for Canal Plus and Sky. It's an Anglo-French version. I watched and I was like, it's brilliant. Why would you do that? It's nuts. <laughs> we don't stand to hope in hell of making this worthwhile. And how can we cast? Oh, anyway, all I could see were the, the bad things. I couldn't see the good things. But actually, um, I've got my brilliant script exec happens to be here, Antonia, who did season one with us. So she can bear me out. But actually, it was incredibly useful and it was a very different exercise because we felt that the, we had to hang on to the beginning and we had to hang on to the end because they were so spectacular and wonderful. And then in the middle, we had these amazing sort of narrative compass points that gave us this fabulous musculature. But there would have been no point doing it if we were just trying to reproduce it perfectly. Um, not least because in the meantime, it went out on BBC4, and to everyone's surprise was this massive breakout hit. Sorry about that. So Sky were like, oh, we don't want the bridge, you're gonna have to reinvent it. Everyone's seen the bridge, and there's a crossover with the Atlantic audience. And Canal Police were like, we've got a hold back on the original. We want the bridge. So we're sort of, we were sort of in the middle, weren't we, going, oh. So we did the only thing we could do, which is go back to our creatives, our writers, and say, here's the really important points that just make it what it is. And around that, we're going to do our own version. And especially with casting, we didn't even seek to try and sort of have our version of you and Martin. We couldn't, we couldn't do that. And it would have been a, a catastrophic mistake, I think. So we tried to find our own. Carl and Elise were very much, I think, Ben, our showrunner's version, and, and came completely from his heart and soul, which I think was the only thing. But to have, have that structure to work from was such a gift, and it was something that you never normally, obviously, have. So it was really, it was really fun. Mm. Good. And what, did you sense that, that these two were looking over, over your shoulder? That there was like, you know, there was a sense that there was only so far you could bend it or reshape it. Not at all, because in season two and three, we, we went completely off piece, yeah. didn't we? And you never, you were always there for us when we needed you, but you, they were very, do we, what you will. I think we really appreciated the change. I mean, first of all, you made a big thing about the language difficulties. We, we did the opposite. You did with the Swedish one, there's... Sweden, Swedes and Danes, they don't understand each other, but they do in this, in a very mysterious way. And you did the opposite, and even the, the first scene in the, in the tunnel, you make the, the, joke, the language becomes part of the comedy or the, the, the fun part of it, and it's actually much more mm -hmm. of that in yours. So you did, 
some well, we saw differences. Had to none of us spoke French except Antonia. <laughs> so like the producer, the showrunner, my two co-execs, none of us spoke French. So we sort of had to. We, we, we were so embarrassed about it. We were like, art has to imitate life. So embarrassing. And Sophia, have you seen any of the other versions? Of just the... a couple of minutes. Yes. I just saw the, the opening uh, scene, and I liked it very much. Oh. Yeah, I did. Uh, and I think your version of Saga, she, she seems brilliant. Mm. And then I saw a couple of minutes of the American version. That was a bit harder to get close to the, the characters. And, and, but it's, yeah, it's, it's different uh, colors in all the three of them. But I haven't seen the other ones that you're just mentioning. You just wait. Yeah. <laughs> and what have they revealed to you about, about the cultures that the story is being transplanted into? Because you know, the, the American one is set on the American-Mexican border, mm. isn't it? And there was, and I think we can talk about this, there was a, a, an attempt that didn't quite get to the screen to make a Korean <laughs> yeah, no, that's been uh, that's been an ongoing process, and it was a really ambitious idea uh, with a good production company and really good people involved. And they they put it in the near future, in the time where where the the two parts actually wanted to get closer. But and the bad guy, the the really the evil guy, he was one of those who wanted to stop this development. So, so they they t had a good catch on it, but. That was the production people, but I think the broadcasters were kind of, they were more terrified in handing up. So, the, so now the, it's very difficult to understand the, the, our people from the distribution side, they know this, and I'm happy to be part of this big group, but Asia is completely different, and it's very much about, it's smaller production, and it's all about getting into China somehow. <laughs> so so it's, it's a different game, but we're very close to signing and, on, between two other countries. So we'll hear news of that next week, possibly. I don't know. Well, where, where are they? Okay, they're here somewhere. A but week. I hope it's a week. Has it shown you something about the kind of cultures that can accommodate this story? Does this story work for certain borders, if I can put it like that? I think there will be different problems all the time. If you have, I think that you touched on the American, I think the when we were there, I mean, Hans was there for the first time. The, the, when we met with the writers, and we, the, the idea was to do it between Canada and the US. And then during that actual evening, that dinner, they decided to go for Mexico instead. And that changed everything, because <coughs> you have a, a rich country and a poor country. And that's, that, that changes the concept completely. And when we did the Russian version, this was financed out of Russia. But it, and with Estonia, and Estonia's got this terrible history with, yeah. with Russia. So for us, the, the most important thing was to, to, to make them understand that you have to do something that works on both sides of the border. Mm -hmm. And that was a struggle in itself. And from what I understand, in a way, the Estonians like it. So, yeah. but, so that's, that's, that's cultural differences. Yeah. But you, it must mean that you have to be a kind of diplomat figure in all of this. That's, that's our job. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I was. I think the fights between. I remember one of one of the calls with the first of all, you know, the the Canal Plus office in in, in Paris. It's it's that's big windows towards this big churchyard. So you said, this is where I'm going to end up after this meeting <laughs> because <laughs> the, the culture differences are just enormous. enormous. And I remember the 
one of the French producers said at one point said, it's not the Germans that are our enemies, it's the English. That <laughs> 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 was during oh. production. So I think you had a tougher time. It was hard. It, it, we found that we had to find a rhythm and it took a while. So the first season was really hard and the second mm. season was a lot easier because we all trusted each other. Mm. But we were culturally so different that mm. that trust took a long time to mm. come. The practicalities of it as well surely man must have been much more difficult on the anglo-french well they were horrific the... i mean you know this antonio when we with our french writers it was very difficult for them because they'd write a whole script in french none of us could read it except you we'd get it translated very quickly so we could read a note in english send that back they'd rewrite it in french it was just such a palaver the whole thing and so hard on them because they were so disadvantaged um, it, it just wasn't an equal process, and we had to find ways to work with that, but none of them were terribly satisfactory. <laughs> Third season was a lot easier. It just, we had to reinvent our process, and that was incredibly challenging, but more, more challenging than that were the risk assessments. The French didn't, didn't get our health and safety at all, and we didn't get their budgeting. But it was all those sort of practical stuff as well. It's really hard. <laughs> but you did really it. Really worthwhile, but really, really interestingly challenging. And in doing Russia and Estonia, you must have had to deal with all kinds of things like that too, surely, Lars. But to be honest, I tell you, it's, it's, uh, it was a very Russian production. The team was Russian, so, but, but uh, they really understood that they had to treat the Estonians with a lot of respect, and, and they, they did. But I don't think it was that difficult. I want to talk a little about the idea of the, of, of the border and how that has changed since this series started running. It's a slightly hotter issue than it was, wasn't it? The, just, the, just the concept of, of borders and how they seem to be everywhere in our public discourse mm. at the moment. What do you all make of, of that, Anders? Season four. Season four. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been completely different from when we started and, and when we were started working with the script for season... I mean, the first three seasons, we had a completely different thing. There was no border, almost, between Sweden and Denmark. And then, when we started uh, writing the scripts for season four, we had this discussion, how should we do, how should we deal with this now? We don't know what's going to happen when we're going to start shooting. We'll, we'll still have the border control, so what's going to happen? And, and, uh, but I can't remember, Hans, uh, we decided that we work on it as it is today, and then yeah. hopefully we, it's going <laughs> to stay that way. Or I, I can't really I do think remember. What, what we did was we said, <laughs> let's keep the border controls, which we haven't had for hundreds of years. And uh, because even if they are gone in the real world when we actually mm. air it, people will remember that they were there. Mm. They will still be a plausible thing between the two countries yeah. to be. And then, so mm. even if it's not. I mean, the rest of the show is not reality. So, I mean, if this specific idea is not real either at the time we air it, right. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So we kept it in just yeah. because we haven't, that, that was an element we haven't had before that, that Tura or Henrik actually has to show his passport every time he crosses the border. This is the first time for us. And that, of course, when you started, wasn't the case, no. was it? What's no. your reading of that, Sophia? Yeah, I think it's a sad story, of course, uh, that the bridge that began as a symbol of un unification, as uh, 
something for us Swedes to, to have to go to the continent feeling free, uh, a feeling of the, the whole area coming together more and more. And uh, during this past couple of years, it's changed. And um, the world is, is a harder place maybe in that sense, in that area at the moment. So, and that's uh, sad, of course. Mm. And sure, this is worked into the, this is the foundation of the plot of, of season four, isn't it? Which in the opening scene, I presume I can describe this without, uh, without being dragged away by anybody. Um, can I say who the murder victim is? Sure. Yes. Well, you said it's, well, I mean, it's the first scene, so I mean. Yeah. It's, well, it's why not, don't you it's describe not a terrible it? Spoiler. You describe it. You wrote it. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, well, it's actually not the first scene, but it's it's very early. Um, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, I don't really know what it, it's called in English. It's the the CEO or the the head of immigration office or the board of immigration is how the board of immigration is. Danish okay. board of immigration. Danish board. Yes. There's a, there's a the female CEO who is the head of board of immigration in Denmark, is being stoned to death underneath the bridge. You hear that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not everyone's taste. No. <laughs> but is this a plot, this feels like a story that, that you might not have been handling at the start of this process, Lars. This feels like something that is more in the foreground now. Mm. Absolutely. Is it important for you to address what's going on in the world. I mean, Hans has talked about it as though it was happening in some kind of alternative universe, but it isn't quite, is it? it is a, it's, a, it's a universe that seems to have, seems to be alongside ours. I think the problem right now is that the world is changing so rapidly that mm. we don't know where to, and I think you did the right thing, and unfortunately you were right. We still have the border control, but I think that it's the, it's a terrifying place we're at because we don't know. Nothing, nothing's the same anymore, and it's changing so fast. But we always set out to do. We have never said that we are actually showing reality, but we have always, in all four series, and the fourth series is no different. Always tried to take up contemporary subjects of society, and it's, first of all because we like to do it. Second of all, it's, it's also something that is asked for by our broadcasters. We need that, what they call the second story. This is the plot, this is the crime, this is the detective's the character development. Well, why is this a contemporary show? Why, why couldn't we have done this three years ago? Why won't we do it three years from now? Why are we doing it now? And then we need those second stories on, that are comment on society. So we bring that from the real world, but then we are very, very clear with saying our show is not the reality. But I think you, you uh, really... Uh, progressed very much during the seasons. I mean, the first season it was more, the theme was uh, not so much worked through the, the script as it is now in the fourth season. Now I feel that everything is very much, the, the theme of identity yeah. Is, yeah, that works theme is, through yeah, the whole script that works through. very beautifully. That works I'm, much, much yeah. better in the fourth season. Yeah, I, yeah. And, it, and it is also, I think that is, because of the situation is more uh, like desperate or I don't know what word to yeah. use, the difficult at least. So if I was to sit down and watch all four seasons, would I be able to see a story about, about Europe in the past decade or so? I think you will be able to see a story of part of Europe. We, not, we don't cover all of it and not all the subjects. I think you will see, 
I think you will see that, yeah, there are, there are different things, there were different things on the agenda when we started 2011 than it is 2018. So you will see, yeah, you will see some of it, definitely. And how did it feel knowing that this would be you know, your, the last time we think that you'll be engaged with this character, Sophia, that this is a kind of goodbye? Yeah, um, it feels good. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. This, it doesn't feel good to leave this lovely people, but it feels that we leave her exactly where I want her to be. So I'm completely satisfied. But, and people ask me, don't you miss her? Don't you miss being her? But I can be her any minute. I can just, <laughs> if I want to meet her, I can just say, are you there? Okay. Yeah. Is she a good presence in your life, or can she be a bit oppressive? No, I think she is a good person to have in my pocket. And I learned so much from her that I can use in my everyday life. Oh, really? Yeah. In what way? I can, yeah, I take, I can take, uh, I can be much more rational and very, yeah, I can just put off the feelings if I need to much more now than I could before. So I learned a lot of her. Tura, how do you feel about not having Henrik in your life but also not having uh, Saga in your life either from this point onwards? Well, when I joined the show, I thought I was only going to do one season, mm. so to me it was just a great opportunity to do one more. So I don't think, I mean, I kind of knew. I, I just got the extra, I got, you know, I got the cake as well. Mm. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was just really happy to, to, to be in the show. And I mean, we got a very, very good connection, and I think we're going to keep on having that after the show as well. I mean, we already do, yes, so... Yes, we do. <laughs> how, how sure are we that this is the very end? <laughs> I'd say 100%. <laughs> no, but I, and that's the glory for us. We're being part of this big group, and there's... The, you know, to, to plan for success, that's the most difficult thing, but since we're part of this big and the most shine group, where there's opportunities all over to make the brand live on, to make Saga in new shapes live all over the world, and that's, so that's amazing, so... We will, there will be saga, maybe this saga is gone, but, but it's going to live on. Yeah, yeah. You can call me any time and I can just be her for a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, one of the good things that I've, my learnings from being close to a character like Saga Nureen is I can handle the finance people much better than nowadays. They're <laughs> <laughs> really structured and yeah. this and it's like exactly. a very that's good what thing. I, mean. yeah. I, I, like, I like him. He's like Saga Nureen. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so. And what did you feel that you could do with these, these characters, knowing that this was going to be... Uh, the end. The end, um, yeah. We really, what we didn't, well, we could do whatever we wanted with them, basically. We wanted to give them, uh, uh, we wanted to give them a, a good ending, someone that we was all satisfied with, that we didn't feel like we, we cheated on anyone. Uh, so we, we were, we really wanted to, to give them the ending they deserved. But uh, it helped a lot, because all the other series, we wrote them as a series. We didn't know if we were going to be commissioned again. We did, and then, yeah, we had to carry on. This time we knew that no, we can actually write an ending. We can we can have eight hours start here, and then we know that we're going to end it here for good. And that was that was truly helpful with the with the writing. And without saying, without describing it, how did you feel in that final scene? 
me. Mm. Um, I, I was really concentrated because the last scene is very technical. Uh, it's very advanced. You have to do things on a certain time and yeah, you'll understand when you see it. Uh, so I was very focused. Uh, but afterwards, of course, I had uh, big feelings. I cried, yeah. simply. Did you do that too? To you, wasn't, you weren't there that day. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fair. But did you, know, did you know? The, as I you cried when I watched the last, sh uh, the last show, the last episode, mm. I cried. Yeah. It's very emotional. I, it is the first time I pitched it for my wife. I started crying. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's very, very strong. And life after the bridge. I mean, in a way, you know about this, Manda, because your version of it has, has, has come to an end. So uh, have you got any hints that you could offer these people in how to cope with that, <laughs> this, uh, this story in their lives? In its original version, anyway. I think it's so rare that you um, end a series knowing it's going to be the end of the series, because so often it just sort of runs out of steam or mm. you don't get the recommission and, and actually being able to put a proper full stop I mean our full stop I've got to be careful not to give anything away about yours yes. which I have seen our full stop is very different to your full stop in that yeah well no I'm <laughs> if I talk about no. it but um, being able to to give those characters the endings they deserve is, is a, it's a huge privilege and we don't get that very often in series television it's a glorious thing to be able to do so and I think it, it means that you can go away feeling really peaceful about it can't you mm. because you know you know as you said you felt like she was in the right place mm. and that's a, a brilliant thing and for you Lars and, and Anders will it will it ever end the bridge will it just keep reaching out into more and more territories until we've got a kind of transcontinental transit system of bridges Lars is taking care of that there's definitely a I think there's, for you, in a way, you have to map up the world. It sounds like Darth Vader now, but it, it's like you have. There's a, there's probably one Hispanic version to be done. There's an Asian version, and there's so there's a few more. But as you said, everything's traveling now, and uh, so we're. There, it's not like you can do one in every country, but you have to be very careful when you pick the partners in the different territories. But it's going to live on for a while. For Maybe sure. it can be a peace movement. Yes. Yeah. A peace yeah. movement. Yeah, it can do your new thing. I tell you what, Maybe we've you been trying have, to like, do Israel, Syria. Palestine, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, but. Palestine, yeah. yeah. Have, you tried, have you tried to do that? Because I did. Well, yeah, we did. There's been, there's been so many discussions. We even had. This is the most hilarious conversation I ever had because we had one of the biggest broadcasters in uh, Dubai. We wanted to do. I can. Uh, Egypt, Israel, Russia, wow. and the production people, they were just, they just loved the ideas, and we had expensive dinners in Cannes, and then the broadcast, oh no, the head of production came in and said, my people will kill me if I work with, with the Jews. So that was the end of that discussion. <laughs> it was like, and that was, so it's like I, I think the world is not ready for saga everywhere. Yes. So could we use her, her progress across the world as a, as a measure of how happy the planet was then? Well, yeah, well, that's, that's a big question. It is, yeah. <laughs> and I apologize for it. That may be the moment to end. For the moment, would you thank the people who brought you the bridge? Thank you.
So I hope that's whetted your appetite for season four of The Bridge. There'll never be another. This is where the story ends. 100% you heard it from the executive producer there himself. So from the horse's mouth. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Swedish ambassador's residence. And this is me, Matthew Sweet, saying goodnight. Thoughts that I found out of pain